We're live. All right. Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes radio talk show. Tune in weekly on Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time with your host, Consuela Mackey, U.S. Army veteran and co-host, Matt Davison, announcer Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, veterans and legal segment host, attorney, Danielle Sherrod, U.S. Army veterans and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela, veterans and recovery host, Anthony Akinpora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarceration to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Americans Invisible Heroes, a show dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, longtime hairstylist, fashion designer, and the executive director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. For those who are new to the show, American Invisible Heroes is gives allows a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, and accomplishments. Now allow me to introduce our wonderful co-host. We have as every week U.S. Reserve and board member Charles Whitehead, Taylor Marcella, board member and our announcer, U.S. Army veteran Martha Martha Varela. She has a segment called Lifeline Women Veterans, and our bi-weekly segment host, Anthony Akupora. He has a segment called Veterans in Recovery. And also Dick, he's on, there's a monthly show with paralyzed veterans, that's Dick Fulton. And our week, our weekly segment host is with Richard Cook. He's also a U.S. Army. He's actually a U.S. Army Special Forces veteran. So we're so happy to have everyone on today. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you're looking for, wondering what happened to our precious, precious Matt Davidson, he's extremely busy doing some phenomenal writing for our veteran magazine, but he will be on by monthly. So I want to say hello, everyone, and welcome. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so it's going to be on you today, Richard. Take it away. Okay, well, today I wanted to go ahead and talk about strokes. As you know, I had three strokes in 2016. There was that main one, the massive stroke, and a stroke that took out my left eye. But what I want to do is cover things of strokes as a wake-up call for veterans. Because there's a lot of veterans I go to the VA hospital and we're in stroke meetings all the time for our, for our voice. I'm still working on my aphasia, trying to get it to go away, but it's still part of the brain damage. Uh, then I'm also covering other areas in that respect. So it's a wake up call for veterans. But I'd like to tell you about uh, Keith Tantum a U.S. Marine Corps veteran who has a similar story as mine. The veteran tantrum, tantrum, I'm sorry, tantrum, tantrum, that's the aphasia. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, tantrum okay. uh, is an assembly worker, husband, 
and father of three three children now understands the importance of living healthy as I have been able to adjust myself to as well. Uh, Tantum first sensed something was wrong when he woke up early one morning with weakness on his left hand. Then he ignored the sensations and upon arriving at home from work, he, he went back to bed. Tantum had Tantum was in the Persian Gulf veteran and said it's it was a denial overweight and had high blood pressure then high cholesterol which I had the same process uh, but it didn't go away so but what he did he didn't go to the VA hospital on a regular basis but he, because he didn't want to hear bad news. And got a little bit of lazy as well, too. It was his wife who ins insisted she drive him to the hospital. Upon arriving at the hospital, doctors determined he had experienced an ischemic stroke, that a vascular neurologist had told him that, and Mr. Tintum stayed at the hospital for about 20 days, receiving constant care, medications, and a lot of, of therapy to begin regain his strength in his legs. That's kind of what has I've gone through as well. But what happened, though, his left arm and shoulder took a lot of time for recovery. He underwent intensive inpatient and outpatient physical and occupational speech therapy. The doctors and therapists had told him to do different exercises using various machines. Explained to Mr. Tatum that they want even had to put on and, and I'm sorry and and using various machines explain to Mr. Tatum uh, and over over mitt that's something you use uh, where it won't burn you uh, if you catch something uh, it's an over mitt uh, might in his right hand. Uh, that to force him to use his left hand uh, and left arm. The recovery for any uh, any stroke can be difficult, but resilience brought on by the military mindset inspired me to fight for the, my recovery and the doctors uh, said, as a model patient motivated to recover, never missed rehab sessions uh, or the doctor's appointments and went to the gym regularly. Today, Mr. Tatum 
uh, can perform most of his activities and take uh, and takes care of his health by following suggestions of the medical team, family, physicians, cardiologists, neurologists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists. Uh, he makes his medication, he takes his medication watching uh, and what he eats and experiencing every day. Well, I think I you do. did great. As you, Thank you. you know, you are just to be admired. Now, here it is. You've had how many strokes? Three? Three strokes. And you have done some amazing things out there. I mean, literally different sports activities. You just went fishing the other day, deep sea fishing. Yeah, deep That sea was amazing. Yeah. You sent me back your fish that you had yeah. caught. That yeah. was so cool. But I mean, here it is. You you reading this this document or this this segment here, visually impaired. You yeah. only have the use of one eye, I believe you said that you have vision. So we want to commend you on what you're doing and how you're recovering and and hope and I know that you're a role model for so many of us. I want to thank you for that. And thank you got you more stories it. to share. Real quickly, why don't you share your story? I mean, you have an amazing story. You have a book out on Amazon as well, yeah. right? Getting ready to be a bestseller. Amazon, What's it called? I once was whole. Okay. And that is a story, pretty much a biography of my life from growing up to entering the military to working at the VA. You know, at the VA, I was the chief of payroll before the stroke ever happened or the strokes. And then, of course, it talks about the strokes in the book, you know, which caused me a lot of, of, of areas as the one key area that did a lot of brain damage was the massive stroke. That's what did most of the physical disability, the visual impairment, and the speaking inability, because, uh, which is called aphasia, but I'm getting my words out right now because it takes a little warming up <laughs> and I can get my words out. <laughs> and, That's okay. You're doing great. So yeah. I still do the therapy program through West Los Angeles VA and also mm -hmm. Long Beach VA uh, for the blind rehab. That's their section right there, which I'm a part of uh, in that respect because it teaches me how to be able to navigate by using a special cane for CNI people. Some are red and white, which is for totally blind, and yellow is for people who are visually impaired, uh, which means, you know, I, as you know, I'm blind in my left eye and blurred in my right eye. Uh, mm -hmm. So the things that's for visually impaired, and I'm still doing various other areas and around that to be able to do what I can do to get around. Right. And you're in the gym. How often I seen you in the gym working right. out. Yeah. Right. And then you did some mountain climbing and, and what, what, what else were you doing? You did a, I think a 5k or 10k run. I, I recently did archery as well, right? Archery. I've done archery, even though I can't see, but I'm able to kind of visualize where I need to, to aim at and I still hit the bullseye. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, I think you're a wonderful inspiration. Thank you so much, Richard. We're yeah, going to look forward to some more stories next time, okay? All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Taylor, take it away. Sure, Connie. Um, U.S. Army veteran Martha Varela 
has a segment entitled Lifeline for Women Veterans. And today her guest is veteran Angelina Woodrow from New York. Take it away, Martha. You're muted, Mark. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having a great afternoon. Um, unfortunately, my guest did not sign on, Hakani. I was hoping that she would be able to join us today. Um, Angelina Woodruff is a Navy veteran um, from New York. She's currently a resident of the Bronx, New York. And I met Angelina when I was with the National Veterans Foundation. Um, I definitely want to ask her to join. Um, she might have had some scheduling conflicts today because Angelina is just a wealth of resources. And I know that with COVID, um, she had called into the hotline to just kind of get some information that she needed about housing. But in return, we built a friendship. She shared just a lot of really critical resource information and shared her success story over the, the that period of um, 2020 when coronavirus first kind of started and, and was happening. She managed to get $8,000 in grants really? for women veterans to keep her afloat. And I know wow. she has shared some of them with me, which again, are it's incredible that, you know, someone as resourceful as her, um, you know, could, needed help with housing. But in return, like I said, her and I were able to collaborate, kind of build a, a friendship and just continue to share resources, which is why I wanted to invite her on today's show. But one of the resources that I wanted to share with you, um, that's a, a really a new critical resource that's coming down the pipe again, sort of as we transition um, through COVID, right? We're in our third year of COVID and people still needing, um, you know, that, that vital help and information, um, especially our veterans who lost their jobs that were in the medical field. Any of the veterans that, you know, for whatever reason, um, jobs were cut, got laid off or quit, right? Many fearful in the medical industry that they too might contract this, right. this awful um, disease or this awful, uh, you know, kind of the, the coronavirus. So that res resource that she shared with me, and she actually just applied three short days ago and got approved, is the Veteran Rapid Retraining Assistance Program, V-R-R-A-P. And this new training program, again, kind of just, just started, just got um, released because of that whole group of veterans that lost their job in the medical field. So this VRRAP program offers education and training for high demand jobs due to veterans who are unemployed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, if eligibility requirements, um, there's not many, you have to be at least 22 years of, of age, but not older than 66, unemployed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and not rated as totally disabled because you can't work. So those service-connected veterans that are 100% um, disabled, unfortunately, would not be eligible for this um, training program. I'm uh, assuming it's because of the, uh, the benefits that they already received, the disability benefits. So that might alter what they're um, eligible for. And you're, you cannot be enrolled in any federal or state job program. So any other veteran-related programs. Now, you, can, um, you can't receive these benefits, the VRRAP benefits, at the same time you're getting unemployment veteran benefits. So again, trying to reach that other group of veterans who are not already getting some sort of state or federal 
um, unemployment benefits or some sort of program help. Now, if you are a, um, if you, at the time you apply for the VRRAP, you can't be eligible for the post 9-11 GI Bill, the Montgomery GI Bill, the Veteran Readiness and Employment, and the DEA, which is the Survivors and Dependents Educational Assistance and the Veterans Educational Assistance Program. Again, these are other critical resources that are um, available. So if you are eligible for any of those programs, you have to exhaust those first before you can sign up to the VRRAP program. Now, what it does is it covers all education and training programs that are approved under the GI Bill and the Veteran Employment Through Technology Education course, my apologies, they're such big acronyms, V-E-T-T-E-C, that lead to high demand jobs. So these include any kind of associate degrees. Um, it does cover, these are the training programs that it does cover, associate degrees, non-college degrees, and certificate programs. So as Angelina mentioned, she's really big into the medical field. She's got a lot of wonderful education in um, Kind of the non-traditional medicine oriental medicine and has gone to formal training for that um, track of of health care so she's eligible um, for this program because she has had some other degree programs so you can get um, certified recertified and get these certifications that will help you kind of get retrained and back into the workforce so the department of labor labor determines kind of what is considered a high demand job. So there's a lot of information on the website. Now the college, there's lots of colleges that are participating or eligible, um, you know, that are participating in this program that you would be eligible for. So for example, because we're still in the, in the pandemic, you can attach to say a college in New York City and just attend via Zoom. So that is kind of the benefit that, one of the things that the pandemic, pandemic has Kind of done has allowed us to be able to zoom in um, to some of these other programs where traditionally we might have had to travel to. So right. it's worth it to kind of take a look at the list of what um, colleges are participating, even if they're out of state. Because of the Zoom technology, you are able to participate, even if you're not a resident in that particular state. So you can get up to 12 months of tuition and fees paid for and a monthly housing allowance based on the, the post 9-11 and GI Bill rates. So if I remember correctly, Angelina will get close to $1,000 for her housing allowance while she's going to school for coding and billing. Another Is that really one time? Of, she's going to get so, it one time or monthly? Monthly for 12 months. Wow. I have a fabulous. question for you, Martha. Yes. Is, are these mostly tech jobs? That's because you say vet tech, right? Just Yep. So. So there, they, there are, there is a listing of the different mm -hmm. jobs. I'm, I'm assuming that the majority are, but I would say probably not all. Um, so there is a website on the VA, well, va.gov, and I'll, I'll give you the exact website here when it pops up. That'll give you kind of the more detailed list of, of steps that you need to follow to apply. And then also kind of the list of majors or careers that are offered under this program and along with the colleges. Um, now, I did not get a chance to look because this, again, just information was just shared with me. And I was hoping Miss Angelina would be able to share this with us. But um, there are just 
this is just such a wonderful resource that is coming down the pipe that it, I just had to share. So if you go to the VA's website, www.va.gov, you can search the Veteran Rapid Retraining Assistance Program, or again, the acronym VRRAP, and take a look at what some of those um, programs look like, what the colleges are. It takes about 10 minutes to apply, she said, and you, you've got until October 31st of this year to apply. Now, a number, if anybody is interested, is one 800 827 1000 and again this is information that is um also posted on the va.gov website can you give us the name of that organization again and also repeat the number and you're going to also send that to us post on our website right sure so this program is offered directly through the va so the va's website is www.va.gov and the, the name, name of the yeah. the name of the program is the veteran rapid retraining assistance program or for short VRRAP as the VA loves to use these acronyms um, mm -hmm. so the VRRAP program but just like I said and as we continue our third year of this coronavirus pandemic you know this is just something really critical really important for those who unfortunately may have got caught up in that job loss or that transition, um, particularly the healthcare uh, workers in the healthcare industry. So wanting to share that with you guys, even though Angelina is not able to join us today, and I will definitely reach back out to her to see if she can come on board and share some of the other uh, wonderful information, as I was mentioning, some of that those grants that she was able to find um, that really helped her keep afloat while she was looking for uh, housing. Um, yeah, we, we really so, need her on the show to yeah. get that information. So, and we want to have her on the team too, girl. Yes. And Gosh. an update, an update really quickly with that. As I mentioned, um, my old case manager with the HVRP program, the, the veteran employment program that I had mentioned to you guys last week that I was a participant of, um, she is also interested in coming aboard. So Connie, when you and I meet next week, I have some interesting information to share um, I was able to pull out a lot of those um, documents that we're going to need to recreate under the Operation Confidence logo so that we can start getting these homeless veterans yeah. some services and, and then start counting those numbers so that we can position ourselves exactly. to apply That's for some grants. Yeah. And I want you to be able to share that, you know, at the, our event that we're having on the 26th. Absolutely. I was going after that. I'm all excited. And thank you so much, girl. You You're always welcome. got a wealth of information. We're so thank blessed you. to have you on our team. Thank and you. bringing in Tony. <laughs> All right. So uh, Taylor had a... Taylor just got bumped out, but she's coming right back. She's connecting it now. Okay. She had a little glitch with her sound. So, so while she's loading up, there she is. So if they need uh, uh, assistance with this, because you ran through like a Ferrari on a racetrack, you know, it was pretty good, <laughs> you know. So, but if people need some assistance with... Uh, you know, taking care of the paperwork and all that stuff. You guys are there or there's someone who can actually assist with that. I'm yeah, sure. and that's what we want to help veterans do. And, and again, as I mentioned, my passion, my motivation to help veterans and to do this work came directly from those case managers like Ashley and, right. and Jennifer, as I mentioned, the Salvation Army, Melanie at the Goodwill. Um, Ashley at the time was employed with Volunteers of America, just really gave me the exposure 
of what these programs are, number one, but how to connect the veterans to them. More importantly, we hear, like, you know, Charles, the veteran that you had sent to me, you know, need that, that hand-holding on the sideline just to make sure that they're going down the right path, that they're right. saying the right things, that they're asking the right questions. And that support, that whether you want to call it, you know, intensive case management or case management or whatever fancy, you know, term you want to give it, you know, it's just the support, that vet to vet, that peer to peer. And for those like Connie and Ashley that maybe aren't veterans that have the passion to help veterans, I'm telling you, I would not be where I am today. I would not be doing the things that I'm doing and able to reach back if it wasn't for Ashley and Jennifer and, and Melanie and the other female, um, you know, veteran reps that did connect me and so many others. And so again, that's why I'm passionate about doing this work and, and I see what's needed and what's missing, why so, so many other vets unfortunately get caught um, in that web and fall through the cracks. So Connie and I really um, both kind of understand that and believe in that. And she's been doing that as well with this wonderful nonprofit for the last decade. So it's just connecting the dots as we want to kind of help continue to uplift more veterans. And then in preparation for this new housing project to kick off, um, you know, underway with with Jet and, and, and others, you know, just an exciting time to kind of throw our, our name in the ring and say we want to help um, be a part of this effort as well. That's Operation Confidence Housing Project. Yes. Yeah, we've been working on that a long time, but we're excited. Thank it's you good so to hear from veterans too, not just someone who uh, you know, may work there or whatever. So it's good to hear somebody like yourself who you went through the program. So yeah. 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 Not only she went through the program, she went through the whole gamma, huh, girlfriend? Yeah. The housing, yeah. the employment. The the, yeah. And I still, I still, like I said, uh, Angelina wants me to, to check out this program and see if there isn't any other you know, because because I, I was a medic, remember, once upon a time, and so I did go down the medical track like others. But I want to see. I haven't had a chance to sit down and, and look at the website of the list of um, colleges and programs. But best believe I will be looking at them because there might be something that I that might help supplement me. That maybe the peer support training program might be available. And, and normally that's like a thousand dollar, you know, ticket when you you got to pay for it yourself. And if you don't get sponsored by Save Volunteers of America or the Goodwill or Salvation Army, unfortunately, you know, you might have to pay out of pocket. So this might be an opportunity for me to get that peer support training certificate that I can use, you know, in this work for forever. And so I, I'm also going to be taking a closer look and, and we'll continue to share back um, with the group kind of what I discover as, as I um, connect with this information. All right. That's your thank you, girl. We're really welcome. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I want Taylor to introduce the the chaplain, Anthony Akampora. Hello, I got it right. Finally, my tongue yes. is twist no more. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. Just to let you know, I can hear now. <laughs> oh yeah, you had a little glitch in the in your. I think I probably needed to restart my computer once I updated the Zoom. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. Oh, there's our little dog, our big dog. <laughs> What's yeah, his name? Luke. Luke the dog. Luke. There he is. Hi, Luke. <laughs> Just a quick, a quick uh, footnote. Um, be sure Taylor is a co-host to show what she's going to show since she was logged off. Oh, oh that's yeah. right, huh? Thank you. But go ahead, well, Taylor. Okay. I sure will. Um, 
Tony Anthony Acampora is a published author and graduate of Vision International University, where he earned a master's degree in ministry. He also holds a master's diploma in biblical studies from the International School of Ministry. Anthony is a chaplain and faith program director at Banyan Treatment Centers. He is an ordained minister, speaker, and writer with articles published in numerous or numerous um, national magazines. Today's guest today, or Tony, excuse me, Tony's guest today is U.S. Air Force veteran Kevin Weaver, who serves as president, CEO, and co-founder of the Warriors Journey. He served as a United States Air Force security force at the 24th Security Police Squadron and the Office of Special Investigators, I'm used to just saying OSI and Security Force at U.S. Southern Command in the Republic of Panama from 1980. Uh-oh. Did you 